What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Miller. I'm sitting here with my co-host, as usual, Deanna Kent. What's up, everybody? So what's going on, everybody? Hope you guys are having a good good day, good evening, whatever time it is while you're listening. I hope you guys are pretty much uh, being progressive and progressing today. And uh, today we want to discuss an important topic for the culture. This is a big topic for the culture, I believe. I know I say every topic is a big topic, but I truly believe every topic that we discuss, it is something important and beneficial to the uh, listeners. So today's topic... We want to discuss cultural norms and and pretty much is the system broken that we have in place. And I'll get more into what I mean by that. And uh, what made me want to discuss this topic was recently we just passed Martin Luther King's birthday a couple of days ago or whatever. And uh, I was thinking to myself when uh, I was just thinking to myself, I'm thinking like, OK, Dr. King, he died in 1968. And I'm like, man. If he was living today, well, not if he was living today, but if he could see what's going on today, like, what would he think? Like, what would his thoughts be on us as a culture, as a whole? Like, what would just be his thoughts on everything on what's going on right now? And not just far as, like, like what's going on, like, politically. I mean, like, economically. I mean, politically, too, but I just wanted, like, what's... Because uh, the thing is, like, in the media, they always portray Dr. King as just this, like, I have a dream person... This I have a dream that we all can sit at the table and eat together, which which is cool and which is true. He did say those things, but that speech happened in 1963. Dr. King didn't die until 1968, so he lived a whole another a whole extra five years after that speech. And the media they always portray it as like I know me for growing up, it always looked seemed like he did that speech and then he died like two days later. He did that speech and like. That was the last thing he did that was important of his life. And when the reality is, like I said, he died. He lived a whole extra five years. So they never played. Like, he did speeches after that. They make it sound like that was the last one. Like, he did. Like, so what did his other speeches say? And you do the research. Like, as he got older and stuff, the last five years of his life, he would start focusing on, like, economics. He was, like, saying stuff like, uh, like in, in, in some of his speeches, he was saying stuff like, we going back to Washington to get our check. He starts talking about like reparations and stuff like he feel like money that the over that the government owes us. He starts speaking more and more things like that, but they never talk about those things. So like with him having that transition mentally, I just I just was wondering like I wonder what he would think of like what's going on right now. See you, Bill. Yeah, I personally don't think he would be too pleased with the economic state of our culture just because like think of it like this like money is equivalent to having power and we don't have power here in america and a lot of that is due to the fact that we don't have money and our culture is one of the biggest spenders in america and it's what it was like the average 
um, African American can keep a dollar for less than what, like four hours or something before they go spend it. Something and, crazy. Yeah, something crazy like that. But well, I we, don't really like overall. I don't think he'd be too pleased with us economically. But we have like it's crazy how like we doing the worst economically, but we have like one point. The study say it's one point three trillion dollars of spending power, and they say if we was like a country, we'd be the ninth richest country in the world. So that says that says a lot. That says like we have we we have the money. It's just that we don't understand. We don't really we don't understand economics. And plus, the thing is like this is why I say he he would. I think in my opinion, I think he would see like man. I don't want to say we gotten worse, but I don't think we gotten better. I think he would be like. Ain't no progress. We still got the same. We like I said, we got the same strategy. We got the same playbook. We ain't upgraded our play, playbook. That's why I say the system is broken because we still got the same plays. We still doing the same thing. Like even in the sixties, the fifties, sixties, and all that, like black entrepreneurship, black businesses was like affluent. It was like because uh, the segregation. Like we couldn't, we couldn't be with white folks. That we couldn't go in their neighborhoods and all that. So we had our own stuff. We had our own businesses, restaurants, own clothing stores. Own, we had our own everything. So then when segregation came into a place, that pretty much killed all black businesses because we were so thirsty to integrate with them. And and seeing that, I think if he could see that, he'll be like, damn, we like we, we, like, we basically we traded equity for equality, which is the worst trade that anybody can make. You can make in human history. You can't trade your power because money is power. You can't change your power for you to feel like you equal to somebody. That's just, it's, just, it's, the, it's the dumbest thing in the world. And that's what we basically traded, I believe. And I feel like elders that understand that, seeing that, they're like, damn. Like, what yeah. happened? Because, um, you know, a lot of black entrepreneurs complain about the lack of support from black people in their businesses. I don't want to say complain. Because it's, it's, it's valid. It's, it's not a valid, complaint. but it's an issue. It's yeah. a known issue for black entrepreneurs. And a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, it's like kind of this mindset that we have that we need to shop at the the, the white stores, the major stores. Because in our heads, like, not only am I equal to them because I can buy the same stuff, but it's just like this whole... I don't know, it's weird how they've gotten our mindsets to believe, like, it kind of puts us on their level when we shop at their stores and we do all the stuff they want us to do instead of us, like, supporting each other in our businesses. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a cultural, not a cultural, it's just a mind, a mind fuck that they do, you know what I'm saying, which is, I mean... We just gotta boss up and understand the game. We gotta, uh, like I keep saying, we gotta upgrade our playbook. We we still, like I said, we still doing the same things that's, that we've been doing forever. Which some of the things that we d- did could have worked back then, thirty years ago, but as things change, technology advance, you know, different different policies and different laws come into place, you gotta make changes in your strategies. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the things we doing right, like just for instance, the things we doing right now to elevate our business. Uh, to build our wealth, some of these strategies are gonna be in place twenty years from now. We can continue doing, but we're not gonna be doing this exact same thing we're doing twenty years from now because it's not gonna make sense. It's gonna be a different time, so you gotta have a different strategy. And as a culture, we still doing the exact same thing 
that we've been doing. We ain't upgraded it. Like, we still, like, some of our cultural norms is, all right, go to school, go to college. Rack up all this debt to go to college. You know what I'm saying? You get Which was cool 30, 40 years ago. Because you could go to college for cheaper, and you have more, it was more jobs where you could, uh, yo, 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 degree, well, master job you had, then you making money, you ain't got all the debt. But now times is totally different. College is, I don't want to say it's not important, I'm not against it, but it's not absolutely necessary as it was 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we, st- we, 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 we haven't upgraded that, that playbook at all. And like we mentioned before, when we have children, it's not going to be something for us. Like go to college. You gotta if you got a plan, it's not gonna be no debt involved. And you know what I'm saying? You know what you wanna do exactly, that's cool. But you gotta let's be realistic. Most people that's going to college, they don't know what they wanna do. They don't have a plan. It's like I just go I just graduated high school. I don't really know. I might as well just go to college when it's like who the hell knows what they wanna do at eighteen years old. Exactly. Most people don't. And most people who haven't been to college are the main ones who are like you need to go to college to be successful, but it's like, is is not that's not true at all. You do not have to go to college to be successful, and it's other alternatives out there. But a lot of people don't know. So I know one that's a big problem in um, our culture is our parents push so hard for us to go to college when it's that was your time. This this isn't you know how things are today, and I think it should be encouraged that. Black children explore other avenues as far as, you know, how to make money, entrepreneurship, starting a business, investing, instead of just go to college. Because in reality, if you don't have the money to afford college and you go to college, just get student loan, that's that's not a good way to start off your life. It's not. It's a terrible way to start off your life, but it's just a cycle. Most, most, most people don't understand that that when they when they forcing that down on people's throats, they just forcing them to repeat the cycle, and that's yeah, that's one of the worst. This the the college thing is one of the worst things that we haven't upgraded our opinions on it. In my opinion, because it's still college is still looked at as something that has to be done, and I feel like that's something that that they trick us into believing because there's a lot of money and people going to college and racking up that debt. That's a that's a billion dollar industry. They can have the money from people going to school, getting degrees that don't matter, non-marketable degrees that don't even matter no more. Going, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's another thing. Like, you gotta understand with the times that change, the advances of tech, of technology, artificial intelligence about to come into place, uh, virtual reality, all those things about to come into place. So, for those who are not familiar with that, I would suggest you do your research. But all those things come into place. College. College uh, uh, worth is definitely about to drop. It's already didn't drop substantially, but it's really about to drop now. When all these things really come into place, like big time, it's gonna drop. And you people going to school, school for degrees, and and I don't want to knock nobody that got a degree, so I don't want to say something specific. I can't even really think of something specific. But people want to degree get degrees in like history, get degrees in like you know just crazy stuff. Well, it's not even crazy. It's just. It might have been cool 30 years ago because you could have benefited off that. But right now, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah. It don't, it, it's, it's nothing beneficial when you get that degree. You're going to get that degree and you're going to do something and you ain't going to have nothing to do with that degree. So you're going to you rack up all that debt. You, most importantly, you wasted your time 
you wrecked the ball in a day, and now you getting a job that's not going to pay for you to get out of it. And see, I think um, you see that K-12, they don't teach kids nothing about economics, b- building credit, um, just anything about the real world. It's all fluff. Like, know, know the history of your um, country, mathematics, reading, the basics. And Two X plus five, seven. Right. Like, why do I need to know that? That's taught literally from the, from the age of like, four or five all the way up to age 18. So then they dangle college in front of you. Like, all right, you come to college, you you going to really learn something. you going to, you know, get prepared for the real world, get a job and all that. And that's how they course people into um, spending all this money on college. But if they would just take the time to teach children this stuff in like high school and um, middle school, the basic, um, you know, just basic things about living, economics, money, investing, college will be completely irrelevant. And it's just like a huge, huge money play to get people to come out of college. Yeah, it's just a whole, like I said, it's a whole like system that's set in place where but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off college right now because we already know the game of that and how they play that. But another thing that we're still doing, in my opinion, as de- definitely in the black community that we still do, is a, is the when you turn 18, you got to get out of my house type shit. You can't stay up no more. You're, you're grown now. And the thing with that is, what people don't realize is, in other communities, that's not really a big thing. Like, they, they think is... All right, you 18. I don't want you to go and get this, get all this debt and start your life on a bad footing. I want you to, all right, you can stay here for as long as you want, as long as you're working. You know, rack up you some bread, save your bread, save your, you don't rack up the debt. And then when you, you know what I'm saying, you got you some assets built, boom. Then you can leave and get on your own. But in our community, it's like, like I said, you graduate high school, you ain't going to college, you ain't getting, you got to get up out of here, you got to do something. And that's the worst mentality because we just repeating our whole cycle of not, not, uh, like not, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not like a, a growth cycle. That's the opposite of growth. You can't like, cause you gotta think in the environments that we come up in, we didn't really talk anything from kindergarten to like most of us, we ain't taught like real, real things that we could use in the real world. Most of us not really taught that if you got somebody in your family, that's on game, luckily enough, and they giving you game, all right, cool, that's a few of us. But most of us, we have no clue what's going on in the real, real world and, like, how to do it. So you got somebody that's growing up like that. Then they turn 18, and you telling them you get, they got to get out the house and and, and, and live on it. Like, not, I don't want to say live like baby and them, but you telling them they got to get out the house and, you know, find their way. Like, what do you expect that person to do? Like, what do you you expect them to be successful? You ain't even gave them no blueprint, no game, no nothing. They don't know, they don't know how to get money. They don't know how to save money. They don't know how to invest money. They don't know how to work around certain different people. Because as I learned, the older you get and the more growth you, the more the more the more you grow, the more you're gonna be around different people. Mm-hmm. And everybody's not the same, so you gotta know how to maneuver around different people. And if you ain't ever been put on game, like me, I wasn't put on game today. I had to learn the hard way through experience. But if somebody would have taught me this, like, hey, when you get around, like, not 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 be yourself, but, like, you got to maneuver differently. Because some people don't think like you. They don't see things the way you see it. They might have little uh, prejudices toward you and stuff. But you still got to get through that because it's life. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? You got to boss up over that. But you got to know how to, you got to know how to boss up over that. 
I ain't know. I had to learn the hard way. But if you got somebody giving you game, but like I'm saying is, if somebody don't know all that stuff and they just throwing out the to the water at 18, what do you really expect from them? Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't expect nothing but failure. Anything if they do success, that's just like they didn't beat the odds. And so many of us, we 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 going through that cycle of just get out at 18 type shit. Yeah. And we've been doing that forever in our community. And I think it um it goes back to the fact that. Kids go to school from the age of, um, you know, 5 to 18. Majority of their time is spent in school. So a lot of parents become very dependent on what's being taught to them in school to prepare them for the real world. Right. So when 18 comes, they're like, oh, well, you've been in school this whole time. You should be good. You right. Know, you know, you can go and get out. But in reality, that school, school has taught them nothing to prepare them. And a big thing in our community, not to knock anyone, but... We, we kind of, like, rush life a little too fast. Like, you know, you out to house at 18. Let's be honest. Like, a lot of us go out and uh, get in relationships, have kids. Before you really try to explore the world and the experience, like, by 22, 23, you, you pretty much, you kind of, like, tie down to family life now. And you, at that age, that happens to be 22, 23. Then when your child becomes 18, you want your your freedom back. You want your glory years back. And that's, a re- I think, a big reason why a lot of people push their kids out at 18. But if instead you waited it out, you got your life together, you experienced some stuff, you explored the world and learned some more, then you would have a different outlook on pushing your kid out the house so fast. Because you like, all right, I still got time to nurture you and get you prepared for everything I already know that's going to happen. You can't teach somebody something you don't already know. So it's like, when people kick them out at 18, they don't even know what they, you know, sending them out to. They don't. And that's, that's, that's like a selfishness that we have. And I'm not going to keep, like, down and trying to down, like, the culture or nothing. Talking like, uh, like, I'm, like I'm above or something. Because we all got, I'm, I'm in it. I'm living it myself. I'm the problem as well. But I want to help become one of the solutions, or at least try to. And that's like... We can't fix it if we don't talk about it. You're right, we can't fix it if we don't talk about it. And this is this is super important, I feel. And we... And like, you touched on relationships and stuff. And just to, to, just to be real, I'm, I'm trying to see how I'm going to word this. Just so like being real. Like, we have to understand there's like a, a, a healing process for most people before... You could just dive in a relationship. Like before you dive in a relationship with somebody, you know what I'm saying? You you see somebody they like the first thing that meets the eyes, like they attractive. Okay, cool. It, that checks the box. Then y'all start spending time. Okay, you like their personality, you like the person they are, cool. And then after that, that's really all that matters for a lot of people. They just dive on in a relationship. Just sink or swim. I'm diving in. Then they get in, then they find out all oh, this is just turmoil, turmoil with this person. So much like deep stuff that there was it was deeper than what meets the eye. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't realize that today too deep in a relationship. Now they in love. Now they having all these problems. But I say all this to say there has to be a deep dive. You have to really dig into somebody before you start their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's something as a culture that we all gotta get on cold about. Before I get in, you gotta be thinking before I get in relationship with this person. It's going to be a deep analysis. And I don't mean like you put them on the board and just be like, I got a hundred questions for you. Not this. I'm just saying like a really deep analysis like as, to, 
Uh, yeah, that was that was. <laughs> that was. Like, why are you asking me all these questions? No, that's just that's a prime example. I wasn't even gonna say that, but when we first got to the first time, not the first time we met, but the first time we kicked it, I was asking you like a hundred questions. I know. I thought we was about to chill. <laughs> no, no. You was you was asking me question after question. It was like the longest conversation of my life. Oh my god. You probably. I know you ain't understand. Like, why you asking me all these questions at the time? But I was doing that to. To, to really, I didn't want to let you know why I was doing it, because you might have been like, that's weird. But I was doing that just because I was scouting you. I'm trying to see, like, because I'm like, all right, cool. You I, 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 you attractive. Your personality is cool, but I really don't know you, know you yet. And before I dive all in into, like, all right, I want to be with you type stuff, I need to find out who you really are, because that's going to come out eventually. And then if I'm too deep, I'm like, damn, I ain't know this. So let me ask you all these questions about this, that. See what, see what your mindset is. And I'm like, all right, okay, cool. That's why I was just asking you so many, so many questions. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just in a regular conversation. But I feel like we need to do that. Everybody needs to do that, man. I feel like that's the, that's, that's, that's the root of so many problems. We don't really know who the people is that we get involved with. You don't know them. Then when all the bad stuff happens, you looking like, where oh this come God. from? Where this like, come from? This is not you. When in reality, that is them. You, you just think you if you got to know them, you would have known that's really them. But you never put the, 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 the put the time and research in to really figure out them, not the fluff stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to have the the I don't want to say uh, it's not an ugly conversations, but you got to have the real conversations first before mm-hmm. you can get all to the bubble gum. You get to the bubble gums. You can get to the bubble gum stuff later. You know what I'm saying? People want to avoid that. They don't, they don't want to have the real conversations off top because it's like, you know what I'm saying? No, we having fun. No, I had a real conversation now. Mm-hmm. So then you could, you could, you could, you could have the choice of like, okay, I know this about them. So do I want to get involved? Yes or no. So whatever happens after that, you can't blame nobody. You're responsible. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to that happens. So let me say this. So, you know, in some countries, the um, the mother and the father choose who their child marries. Or with some wealthy, wealthy families, yeah. if you marry someone and they don't approve of or out the family, they cut you off completely. And so, so before you start, do you think that do you think that is a good thing? Or you think that's I a smart... Think wait, wait, wait. Before you answer... We got to go to commercial break. You know, if, uh-huh. if y'all are listening, you know, this is our first time going from commercial break. I don't know, but our show growing now. We expanding. We got sponsors and stuff now. So we got to do commercial break. We got to get, you know what I'm saying? Got to get those ads in. So I want you to hold on to that question. Or just hold on to it a little, uh, a little while longer. And uh, we'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Fresh from break, so I had I know De- Deanna she proposed a question, but I want to I was I wanted to her to wait on her answer, but to get back into it. Say so what was the question again? So the question was, you know, in other countries, the mother and the father they choose who their child marries, and um, with some families, some like some of the larger wealthy families, if their child chooses to marry someone who pretty much like isn't of their stature or something someone they don't approve of they cut them off from the family completely so the question was like oh how do you feel about that i feel like that's cool but i don't feel like we need to go we don't i don't feel like we need to do that because you know what i'm saying you know america is all about freedom of choice doing what 
you know what I'm saying, having your own mindset. I feel like we just need to install a new system, a new cultural way of thinking where you could trust your, your, your offspring's decision on who they bring to you. You recreate that system, that process is not needed because you know I didn't put enough seeds and gems into my into my child that they gonna bring. I know they gonna bring me back somebody that's like they not gonna bring me back no no person that ain't got his stuff together. You know what I'm saying? But I I don't, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that process honestly. But I feel like we just need a, a new system. Like my whole mindset is the system that we have in place is broken. Ain't no, it's broken. Ain't no way around it. Everything just and if you and if you don't believe so, just look around you. See what see what's going on as a coach. See what's see what's and I ain't talking about just look at celebrities and see because if you if you if you out in a boondock somewhere and you just see what's going on with celebrities live, you would think we lit as a culture right now. But I'm talking just day to day. Look around your life and the people that you see every day and, 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 and judge it off that. Don't judge it off on how the media portraying it or, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I personally, like, I, I I like it. I don't um, see nothing wrong with it. Um, just, but like how you said, if the parent does what they're supposed to do from, you know, birth up until the time it's, you know, time for them to go out there and find a partner, somebody they want to be with, then I feel like the parent does their job. You shouldn't really have to worry about nothing. But I do think we need to install more value in, you know, like being with someone because a lot of stuff you see on mainstream media, like I was watching couples arguing, yelling at each other, they fuss and fight, then they back together and like a lot of the people they make out to be like these couple goals have very like unstable relationships these shouldn't be the people we're looking up to so i think we need more more um what's the word we just need better role models and just more values on your relationship and you know choosing a partner somebody you want to be with the rest of your life it just needs to be more value in it not just somebody who you know, it's cool to hang out with for the moment or really looks good or has this job or this car and stuff like that. It just needs to be more value in it. And you need to think for your family, like, long term. If you bring this person in, can they benefit the family as a whole? Yup, I mean, I, 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 I really can't add on much of that. I agree 100%. It's, but to move on to another cultural norm, or something that I feel like somebody from back, an elder from back then, they could see like that we still doing this thing that we ain't, we ain't upgraded our playbook. As I keep saying, they'll be like, "Hey, y'all need to y'all need to chill on that." Another thing that we do as a culture, or this is not even just within our culture. This is just this is just uh, countrywide, probably worldwide. I don't know, but is the 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 house thing. Is the buying a house as soon as like like listen in America everything is they got a system where they put in place where everything is like it's it's like it's like rushed like it's, it's like it's, it's like it's planned out and rushed and it's like this is what you're supposed to do it's like all right you go to school boom you go to high school boom you graduate supposed to go to college boom you graduate college you supposed to get a job you supposed you supposed to graduate college rack up all this debt. 
boom, get you a job, help, help you start paying off the debt, find you somebody, get married, have kids, buy a house with the what with the picket fence, get a dog, and you got and you they force you to do all these things. Not even force. It's encouraged for you to do all these things before before you even before you even built up your your before you even built up your assets, before you even built up your mindset, before you even built up like just like before you fully become the person you like, before you ready and you become the person that you want to be, all those things is like shoved down your throat. Like, do this, do this, do that. And people feel like, oh, I have to do this. And my thing is with a house, you already know. But a house, in my opinion, is not a house that you living in. I'm not talking about investment properties and none of the, none of those things. But a house that you living in, in my opinion, is a liability. You know what I'm saying? You paying, you pay. Because think about it like this. Most of the time, you got you paying between like 3 to 20% down on a crib. So let's just say somebody get a $350,000, $400,000 house. They put 20% down on that. What's 20, what's, what's 20% of uh, $400,000? Like, uh, what is that? A hundred? No. Like 80, like something like 80 to 100,000, something like that. So somebody, so somebody putting all that down on a house that most people ain't even got in the first place. So you just you you already got the student loan debt. You just you know what I'm saying. You can you probably got a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. Then you like all right, I gotta get a house. Cause I remember come, growing up, and I used to always hear adults say, like tell other people that was coming up, like, oh right, you gotta get a house. Time for you to get a house. And I used to be thinking like, damn, this is some pressure. I used to be thinking like, I gotta do that too. When I was an adult, I understand that's the silliest thing you could do if you ain't got your shit straight. I feel like people should buy a house when you got the bread. To really buy that mug, you 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 could like probably buy it outright if you wanted to without it like really affecting your life. Until that point, I'm pro renting and racking up assets, just racking up assets, and then your assets your assets coming in so much you got that consistent cash flow. Then you buy a house. It's a terrible mistake to buy a house and not have any assets. You got a mortgage to pay every single month that you trap to. You got a debt. You got a three, four hundred thousand dollar debt that you trapped to, and you ain't got no assets coming in. And then you put so much on the down play payment, you can't even pay play offense because you didn't use all your capital to get the house that you got to pay mortgage for. That's a terrible norm that we had. But let's not forget this because before you, a lot of time before you get to the house stage and the debt of the house, like we said, you started off with your college debt. That's the first mm-hmm. step. A lot of people forget that. We talk about relationships, but we didn't bring up the marriage debt. Uh, a lot of people want to have these extravagant weddings and all that. Oh, yeah, so not it. only did y'all get together, both of y'all, with the student debt, now you get married and you take on the Man. debt of that wedding. And they say Man. average weddings in America is ranging like 20 to 30K. So that's the debt of the wedding on top of everything. And now you go buy a house and the cars and throw that all on top. And I think... I feel like for us as a whole, it's not even just culture, but people in general, we care too much about how people perceive us. Mm-hmm. And we make a lot of these decisions based off of perception. We want people to see us as doing good and having money and being stable. When in reality, you don't you do not all, at all. You yeah, did all that. You don't you make ain't. all these bad financial decisions from the age of 18 that's pretty much unscrewed up your future. Exactly. That's And that's, that's, that's a great point. That's why I say, that's why I... I tweeted that time. I said I rather I rather look broke and be wealthy and look rich and be poor. Just saying, 
I really don't care what people think about me. Like I, and, and, and that's, it took me a time, it took me time, it took me time to get to this place mentally because it was a point of time I wasn't always like this. It was a point of time I did care what people think about me. And that comes from when your self-esteem is not all the way built up. You feel like you need things to be like, to feel like you're worthy. You feel like I need this car. I need this house. I need this so-and-so, you know what I'm saying? But when you get to, when you understand this system and how it works and you do a deep dive into yourself, you 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 free from all those things that you feeling like materials is exclusive to your worth. It's like, that don't define me. I don't care about none of that. If I do got some of that stuff, it wasn't nothing for me to get it. And I just got it. Okay, cool, because I like it. But this don't this this stuff don't define me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, people. It's a you know it's a huge thing in our culture. Like we want to we 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 want to stunt before we put the work in, which is which is which is yeah. the backwards. Is I don't even know what that's super backwards. We want to we want to. That's not even just within our culture anymore. That's something with social media. That's all around. Everybody want to stunt before they put the work in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you gotta get to like I was coming. You gotta get to a point where you don't really care what people think about you because you focus on you and doing you. You like all right. I got a long life. I'll have all that stuff later. I don't need all that stuff right now anyway. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? When everybody's spending their last, trying to look like they doing such and such, I'm getting my stuff right. And You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think we need to get out of this mentality. Like, because I know how you feel it, but as, like, teenagers and all this, when you ain't got it, like, the people around you, or you ain't got all the money you feel like your family should have, we got this whole thing where we feel like we're being deprived of something. Yeah. And the moment we get a little bit of money, we feel like we need to go buy all the things we we never had all right. to make up for all those years and not having it. And we need to get out of that mentality. Like, because that, that ruins a lot of people from the jump. Because you go spend all that money and then next thing you know, you back to point A. You ain't really progress nowhere. You, you had an opportunity, but you blow all your money. So we need to get out of that mentality and think long term and learn how to like control your emotions and pretty much your wants. A lot of people don't know how to navigate that control, like their wants and all this stuff. Like you go, so you say, I want this, I want that. And a lot of people can't control themselves. They just convince themselves like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Go buy it. When in reality, you ain't even got that money to spend right now. We, we spend emotionally and, 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 uh, we justify it logically, which is backwards. I mean, no, yeah. you, you should, but but that's that's a, but we just got like my thing is we got a bunch of things, but we could ease the, the 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 good part is we could easily fix them. You know what I'm saying? Especially just by having a conversation first, having it, not trying to avoid it, having a head on. You know what I'm saying? We just need to talk more. We need to put stuff out there, quit pushing, suppressing down our feelings and our thoughts. We need to just, everybody as a culture, people around you, just talk through stuff. And that's why mental health is a really big thing right now because a lot of people don't take the time to like really talk and do a deep dive of themselves. So if possible, make sure you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a fact, man. We're going to uh, wrap up in a minute. We ain't going to make this a long episode, but I just want to touch on some things that I know as a culture that we need to, uh, as I'm going to keep saying, we need to upgrade our playbook. We need to 
scrap out the, the that old playbook. Like I keep saying, the system where we got in place is broke. It ain't elevating us. It's not progressing us no longer. All the, all the things that we used to do. Then the crazy part is all things that we used to do that was proven that to not work for us. We still doing them. And some of the stuff that we did that did used to work for us. It's not like it's uh, the things that what else the things that we did that, that that didn't work for us. We still, which is crazy. We still like doing it. I don't know why we don't scrap it out. Like how we already People touched on the and, and, and we already touched on the on the on the college thing. And like I said again, I'm not I'm not down talking nobody. Like I'm like I'm part of it. I'm a part of it too. But I'm I want to be the builder. So I'm not going. I don't want nobody to hear this and feel like I'm looking down on people. No, I'm in the mud too with everybody that's listening. We we all a part of this together. Ain't no one man better than nobody or one woman better than nobody. We all in this together. But another thing, because a lot of people have been hitting me up talking about, a lot of people have been hitting me up. So I want to touch on this, talking about student loans and stuff. They've been asking like, all right, so I'm in college and I got uh, student loans debt or whatever. And should I be investing while I have this debt, or should I pay off this debt and not invest? Like, which was, or should I invest and just like wait to pay off the debt? They've been like kind of stuck on what to do. So this is my thing and like my solution to it. So if you in college or you was in college and you got student loan debt, but you still want to invest, the thing is you have to base it on. In my opinion, you have to base it on your 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 interest rate of that debt. So let's say, for example, if you went to college and you got student loan debt and it's $20,000, right? So you got $20,000 of student loan debt, let's, but let's say the interest rate is like 2%, 3%. So that's extremely low. So if you got a, if you got student loan, you got that much student loan debt, but the interest rate is that low, you can still invest and still pay off your, pay off your debt. You could go like, you could do both at the same time. You could focus on, like, you focus on the debt and be paying it off because the, the interest rate is so low. And you can keep investing your money. So then by the time your debt paid off, you still got a good amount of money that you got invested. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of that, if you got an interest rate for your student loan debt that's high, let's say your interest rate like 20%, which is high. That's high as hell. So if you got an interest rate that's that high, you need to postpone all extra things you're doing with your money, which is cool. You need to postpone investing. You need to postpone going out. You need to postpone whatever. Because the thing is, if you keep letting that debt linger, that's what's gonna be the that's gonna be the kill factor. And before you know it, it's gonna be so much higher than what than that twenty thousand dollars. Then you're gonna be looking back like, dang, I ain't gonna never pay this off. The thing is, you gotta you, you gotta kill it immediately. You can't let it snowball up. If you got an interest rate that's that high, postpone your uh, investment, postpone whatever extra stuff you're doing, and go all in on that debt and pay it off. And then when that debt paid off. Get back into investing. Get back into doing all the things you're doing. Up. Build your money back up. Don't follow all these culture norms. Right, right, right. So I just wanted to get on that real quick because a lot, of, a lot of people been asking me that uh, like the past couple of weeks, and I know I haven't touched on it, so I just I almost forgot. So I want to touch on that real quick. If, you, if you, it's all about the, it's all about the interest rate. If your interest rate high, stop investing for a second, just for a while, and go all on your debt. If your interest rate low, you can do both at the same time. Which is, which is, so it's pretty much a, it's pretty much a uh, easy fix. But the most important thing you got to focus on is income. You got to first, you got to make sure you got money coming in. You got to work one job. You got to work two jobs. You got to start a bit. Whatever you got to do, you always got to make sure you got income coming in. So many of us have talked about this in the video. And this is another cultural norm we had. And I didn't even think about this till now. 
we got a cultural norm where it's like while we in college or while we in high school and graduate, it's all about having fun. It's like I'll worry about the serious stuff later. I'll put this off to later. You know, I'm kicking it right now. I'll worry. I'll give me a little job at so and so, but I ain't really thinking about that right now. I think about it later. It's like no, you you should always be thinking about bringing income in, bringing income in, cause cause. You could the the thing is you could save your money saving okay saving is cool that's one thing but it's only so much money you can save. There's no limit to how much income you can have. There's no limit to that. You only get if you make fifty thousand dollars a year. It's only so much money you can save. But if you starting businesses and doing this and doing that doing that, there's like I said there's no cap to how much money you can make. So you got to focus on income. Income should always be the first priority. Focus on bringing more money in. Then when you bringing that money in, then you worry about how much I'm gonna save. How much I'm gonna you worry about how much I'm gonna invest. What I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Then you worry about all that. My thing is income first, investing second. Investing becomes is before saving, in my opinion. It's income first, investing third is saving. You know what I'm saying? Worry about paying yourself first, and then. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's all. I just wanted to touch on something real quick. But you, you got anything else you want to add to the conversation? You, no. you sure? Mm-hmm. You good? Well, we about to get ready to wrap up, guys. I appreciate all y'all for tuning in. As usual, I swear we've been getting so much love lately. Our numbers been going uh, crazy with the podcast, which was like, I wasn't even expecting this to happen so fast. And this is only our, what's our, our six? Six. Seven. Okay. I think we did six last week. This is seven. We ain't doing one last week. The week before. We on seven. The seven. Well, this is our seventh episode, and I, I swear I, I really, really appreciate all you guys listening. That's giving me feedback or whatever. And uh, for all for all you guys, don't forget to uh, subscribe to our pod, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. You can subscribe, rate Rated. it. Don't forget to di- don't forget that. Don't forget to uh, like our YouTube channel, comment. Uh, subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, let us know. Give us any feedback you may have on the podcast. Or if you have something you want us to bring up in the podcast, topics or anything of that nature, feel free to let us know. Yeah, definitely feel free. If you got any, because a lot of people hit me up with questions and stuff like that. That's how a lot of our topics is based on. If you have any questions or anything you want us to discuss or anything, don't feel free to hit us up and we'll definitely talk about it. On, on, on our soon podcast so that's pretty much it and before we wrap let's you know about the uh, the new and don't ML. forget you can um, subscribe to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription by texting M Mindsets at M Mindsets to 81010 and don't don't forget the at sign mm-hmm. just say it again Very at boring. at the letter M then Mindsets at to eight one zero one zero one zero, and that's pretty much it. And for those who uh, haven't already, please uh, follow us on, on my Instagram is Xavier C Miller. My uh, Twitter is uh, I think the Xavier C Miller, and my Facebook is the same. And yours? Uh, all of my social media platforms are Deanna Kent. Twitter is Deanna S Kent. Yep. So, like I said, don't forget to follow us. And comment whatever you guys like. Like she said, if y'all want to hit us up with anything, hit us up. And like I said, we appreciate all y'all for listening. We definitely appreciate. It. I can't. I can't say it enough for real. And uh, see you guys next episode. <laughs> Peace. All right. What's so 
what's special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.